You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I appreciate you tuning in this morning. Today's podcast is going to be a devotional uh, that just picks up right where we left off yesterday. And we were reading the prodigal son because right now our our church family is focused on trying to love our neighbor well and trying to learn to share the gospel so that our friends, our family members out there who, um, who are far from God can have the opportunity to know the character of God, that they know he's a good father who is ready for them to run home. Uh, before I share the, the content for today, I just want to encourage everybody uh, to engage in our Who's Your One campaign. So between now and Easter, we're asking everybody in our church uh, just to ask the Lord if he would give you one name of one person that's far from him that you could be praying for every day um, and asking for the opportunity to share the gospel with them. So your goal would be that this one person gets prayed for every day and you're asking God to to move in their life, to open their heart, to open their minds, and to give you a chance to share with them. Uh, how cool will it be if a whole lot of you get the opportunity to share the gospel with your one between now and Easter? Wouldn't that be amazing? And so, um, so we've also got, I want you to know this, we have a a 30-day prayer guide uh, for the Who's Your One campaign. And I hope everybody has one. Um, but if, you, if you'll just use that prayer guide every single day, turn the page, go to day two, day three, as soon as you start praying for your one, as soon as you know who your one is, uh, what you're going to find is that prayer guide is just, I mean, it's fantastic. I know I used it this morning when I was praying for my one. Um, and I think you'll be, I think you'll be amazed at how, how much it helps you focus your prayer as you pray these 30 prayers uh, for the person that the Lord leads you to. So who's your one? I hope that you're engaging in the Who's Your One campaign. I hope you'll pick up a prayer journal or find one online and pray through that as you pray daily for your one. So in Luke chapter 15, uh, you have the most one of the most famous parables that Jesus ever taught. The parable of the prodigal son. Yesterday I talked about uh, the son who was lost but was found. This is the son who looked at his father and said, I want my inheritance and I want to leave. Probably communicating to his dad, I don't like the way you govern my life. You're holding me back. You are wrong. I want to be in charge of me. In fact, I wish you were dead already and I could have my inheritance. The most useful thing that you could do is give me my inheritance and let me go. Well, the dad actually did it. The son got exactly what he wanted, but it turns out the path that he put himself on led to a place he didn't want to go. You know the story. Uh, he finds himself broke. His, he's run out of money. He lived, I mean, he indulged in his pleasures, and then he ran out of money. There was a famine. He was broke. He became a slave, a servant to a person that had him feeding pigs as a Jewish guy, ultimate insult. So he looks up and he says, wow, my dad's servants have food. I'm starving to death. I'll just go home and ask if he'll take me back back as a servant. Not what happened. On his way home, the father runs out to, to meet him, throws his arms around him, feels great compassion on him. And before he can ask if he can be a servant, the dad's already putting the robe of a son, the ring of a son, and sandals on his feet. He's already taken care of his kid and welcomed him home. So they had this big party. And that's where we pick up today. 
They have this really big party. They kill the fatted calf. The dad is thrilled because his son came home. So we got to see the character of the father yesterday um, in good detail that he was rejoicing because the son came home. But what I want to show you today is that there's one person who's out of step with this. And even though the text doesn't come right out and say it, I, I want to say that there, the other son was lost also. And let me let me set this up for you. So I'll I'll finish the parable today, and we'll take a look at the older brother who um, who was out of the field. So here we go. So in verse 24, the father is celebrating having a feast, and he says, For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So everybody's in the party except the older brother. He will not go in. He's outside fuming as angry as he can be. So the father went out and pleaded with him. So here's the father who with the first brother was compassionate, threw his arms around him. And with the second brother, who's outside angry, man, dad is pleading with him. What a great father. Look at this. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've slaved for you. I've never disobeyed your orders. You never gave me even a young goat so that I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him. Okay, obviously the older brother is a little bit jealous or a lot jealous. Uh, The older brother takes a look at his life and he says to his dad, I'm a slave in your house. I follow all of your orders and you never have a party for me. So what this is showing me is like, honestly, the older brother becomes a pretty interesting character because he was close to the father in space. In other words, he never left to go to a distant country. Like in geography, he was close. He was still in the house. But relationally, he was no closer than the younger brother was. Like even though he's living on the property, he's working on the land, he's in the house every day, relationally, he's not any closer to the father than the younger brother was. The younger brother in anger left, but the older brother in anger stayed as a slave. Well, the other thing that pops out to me is, you know, the younger brother was not like the father. The character that was so rich in that father, the younger brother didn't have it. The younger brother said, I don't want, you know, I don't want you to rule me. I want to be out of here. And so he left. But the older brother did not have the father's character either. And I want, to, I want you to see this, because when, the, when the, the lost brother is home and the father is celebrating, the older brother is angry. Okay, so if I want to contextualize this in the ministry of Jesus, I want you to think about it like this. What if the two brothers sort of represent two groups of people that were around Jesus a lot, right? Um, the younger brother 
he rec- he represents somebody who they rejected God and God's ordinances, God's laws, God's character, and they just blatantly left God. They lived for their passions, and they just, man, they just sinned and made a mess of their life. Those people were far from God. Maybe in the ministry of Jesus, those people represent some of the tax collectors, you know, like Zacchaeus, um, or you know, other sinners, or the you know, in in Jesus in the, the life of Jesus. Sometimes people accuse Jesus of being a friend of sinners and tax collectors, of eating and banquets with them, like at Matthew's house, for example. Well, maybe Jesus is telling this parable because he has seen so many lost sons and daughters of God to come be found and reconnected with God through his ministry that he kind of sees them through this lens. They made a lot of mistakes. You're exactly right. They were not like God. They did not deserve his love. They were not worthy to be a son. But God put a robe on their shoulders anyway. God welcomed them back into the family anyway. And in fact, God celebrated when they reconnected with him. Well, on the other hand, there are a lot of other people in the ministry of Jesus who are not so happy. You know, you think of some of the Pharisees in the stories of Jesus. You think of the high priest that that had Jesus killed. Some of the leaders of the Sanhedrin who were against Jesus. Well, these people were very religious and very faithful to the temple or the synagogue. So you might think of them as like very law-abiding Jewish people. In other words, they obeyed all the ordinances and commands of God. Like they do the things that God said do. But remarkably, their hearts are not like the Heavenly Father's. So in other words, they look radically different than their brothers, the sinners and tax collectors who are squandering their life. But their religious servitude is empty. Like what you, what you see is these folks are religious and they are legalists, but they think of themselves as slaves to God, not, not children of God. And so this other brother who is standing out in the field refusing to celebrate when lost people are found... He sort of represents those legalistic people in the life of Jesus who were condemning his mission. Um, And what I wonder is, do they represent sometimes overly religious folks like us? Like, do you ever feel like the older brother? Because what I want people to hear in the podcast today is there are a lot of lost people who are far from God today and do not reflect God's character. And it's obvious because they're like the younger brother. They're out there wasting their life. But there are a lot of people who are far from God and it's not as obvious because they're like this older brother. They're still right there at home. They're in church. They're going to Sunday school. They've got their Bible, but their hearts are hard and far from God. And so I think I want to do a couple of things today. Number one, I want to ask you, are you like that older brother? Like, do you see yourself as a person who's hard-hearted or far from God, even though you've done your religious duty and you have a fear of God, but you listen to this podcast and you know that you're not close to God, that your heart is not reflecting his character, his love? And you want to fix that today? Well, good. You have a compassionate Heavenly Father who wants to throw His arms around you. Let me show you what that would look like for the older brother. In verse 31, the father says, My son, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he's found. The father looks at the brother and says, Son, you've been living in 
in your inheritance every day. If you want to kill the fatted calf, we'll kill it. They're your calves. Like this is all yours to enjoy. If you're not enjoying this, it's not because I, your father, don't want to celebrate with you. It's because you're not ready to celebrate. So if you are that older brother who's hard-hearted and not like your father today, you're very religious, you're obeying the rules, but you're far from God. I just want to encourage you, enjoy your heavenly father. Like come back to him today. Ask if you're not saved, ask for salvation. Even if you're a Sunday school teacher, a deacon, if you've been in church all your life, it doesn't mean that you gave your life to Jesus and asked him to change you. Or maybe you were saved. Maybe you were saved and you've just allowed yourself to become a legalist or a hard-hearted religious person. Well, ask God to heal that so that you can celebrate what God's doing. If you're the older brother, ask God to fix it. So here's one thing that's kind of cool, and I want to show it to you. This parable of the prodigal son, it's the third parable in a series. Jesus told three parables in a row about something that got lost and then got found, and then there was a celebration. There there was a lost sheep. The shepherd found it. He had a celebration. There was a lost coin. The woman found it. She had a celebration. There was a lost son. The father found him and had a celebration. And what stands out as unusual in all three of these parables is that they all follow the same pattern until you meet the elder brother pouting in the field. When he's out there fuming on the farm, he breaks the pattern. And that's supposed to make you look up and go, wait a minute, what's wrong? Why will this one guy not celebrate? And so if you're that person today that you can't get excited when lost people come back to the Father, if you can't understand the economy of God's grace and mercy, if you're not thrilled to see Him give people the blessings they don't deserve, if your character is not reflecting your Heavenly Father today, well, then you've got some really good gospel work to do. Allow Jesus into that space. Let Him heal you. Let Him change you. And then live the rest of the years you have left, not as that angry older brother, but loving to celebrate with your Heavenly Father. So, there are two ways to be lost in this story. Two ways to be far from God. Two ways to not look like your Heavenly Father. You can be the younger brother, lost in, lost in sin. You can be the older brother, paralyzed in legalism. Neither one is good. We should be like that Heavenly Father, full of compassion and celebrating when He celebrates. Church family, thanks for listening to the podcast. Share this with somebody that you think would uh, enjoy listening to it and be benefited by it today. I hope you guys will be faithful on your mission. So as you go to school today, as you go to work today, as you carry out the things that God has for you, let's be faithful as a church family. Let's reflect the heart of our God, and let's pray today for our one. I hope the Lord will let you serve really well. God bless you.